Welcome back, Dodecadorks. We're the 12-sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, as the Puzzler, a master of all things puzzles. Scott, puzzle me this. On a podcasting app, how many stars should our listeners click to help us the most? Hmm? Five. Correct. I can see that you've gotten better at puzzles since your days of trying to remember alphabetical order. (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn. Sabrina, puzzle me this. Let us say that someone wants to help us buy some snacks or mayhaps a Papa Murphy's pizza. Where can someone go to support us and also get bonus content in return? Hmm? Check out our Patreon. Indubitably. My, my, you all are getting better at this. (laughs) 12sidedguys.patreon.com Perhaps a more challenging puzzle. Matt, puzzle me this. If I'm a fan of the 12-sided guys, a dodecadork, if you will, and I want to drink a tasty beverage with some 12-sided guys branded merchandise, from what should I drink and where can I get it? Hmm? The Kegery Stein at the 12-sided guys shop at 12sidedguys.com slash shop. Yes, indeed. Your puzzle game is on point. Okay, one last puzzle, the most difficult of all. Jordan, puzzle me this. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to get this one wrong. (laughs) If you left your home of arcs to travel to five different puzzle-filled dungeons and Toronto for some reason, in an attempt to find your father, the last of the Dragon Warriors, then who is this podcast for? Hmm? For me? Is it (laughs) for me? Say it with confidence. Do you even listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, because then he would say, that's right. This podcast is for you, right? Am I right? Uh, oh, quite the conundrum. But that's right. <laughs> it's the Crystal Codex, episode 91. I was worried we were admitting that we're the only listeners to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody know what I was talking about with that game? Find your dad, the last of the dragon warriors. Yes. And there's only two towns in the whole game. And apparently one of the towns name is actually Toronto for some reason. It's called brain Lord and it was full of puzzles. (gasps) I do remember brain Lord. It was actually, it was really good brain Lord. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. Except I feel for like I got you're just going through the, the catalog puzzles. of like the local blockbuster from when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we rented that game. Brain Lord was it was Enix. Enix did Brain Lord, so it was a it was a real game. It was a it was a it had the same graphic style as Seventh Saga. Actually, if anyone remembers Seventh Saga, you got familiars, right? Familiars that help you with different puzzles. Exactly. Yes, you did. You could have two at a time. Master Saman pulls his cloak up against the wind lashing about him, his skin stinging and frozen. Shielding his eyes against the gale, he thinks he has spotted an opening in the cliffside. If nothing else, it will be a respite for the night from this wind. He steadies his pack as he glances back over his shoulder to make sure the others are still with him. Trudging along in the spring snows and driving wind, six acolytes of Lord Laramie, the Lord of Swords, plod along behind. It should be eight, he thinks to himself. Perhaps I was too eager to get over the pass. The captain of the airship they had hired had warned them that flying into the glass mountains was too risky, 
but his eyes had bulged at the sight of the purse the Acolytes offered him, and he had braved the sheer winds with gusto. Now the ship lies next to the river two days back as sailors struggle to mend the damage caused by the violent winds and the ensuing crash, and two Acolytes rest and heal from broken bones. As Saman climbs the last few feet into the opening in the mountainside, his eyes adjust to the sudden change in light. During his conversation with the man Roos, the bearer of two of Lord Laramie's swords, Roos had mentioned the Glass Mountains and the village of Summerhome. Now, as the other acolytes climb in one by one and sink to the floor, breathing heavily, Saman drops his pack and, with a quick prayer to Lord Laramie, draws his thin rapier as it bursts into light, making shadows dance across the cave walls. As he explores the cave, he soon discovers that towards the back, the rock gives way to tile and dressed stone. After moving aside a few rocks with the help of the other acolytes, Saman finds that this cave may very well be what they have been looking for. Brothers, rest up, he calls out to the gathered acolytes of Lord Laramie. One hour, and then we go find the bones of our Lord Laramie. And, Saman thinks to himself, glancing back at the lead-lined chest he has been carrying on his back, hopefully we find his swords as well. Oh, no. I'm sure nothing bad will come of that. No, yeah, everything will go perfectly fine. (laughs) Yeah, no worries, no sweat. (laughs) (laughs) The sound of drums, trumpets, and horses are everywhere. Vonette, self-titled governor of Imperial Wayfield, sets down her quill for the fourth time, her letter unfinished. All of this pounding was making it impossible to concentrate. Even for a woman as battle-hardened as Vonette, former Imperial Commandant, temporary Magister of Tabory after Colbury's disappearance, and now Governor of Wayfield, the last Imperial province. Vonette rises from her seat and walks to the east-facing window here on the top floor of the keep in the southwest section of the city. From here, she can see it all. Atop the city wall, archers, and let's be honest, children and old folks holding bows, stand shoulder to shoulder behind the crenellated wall. Further north, a few dozen feet from the northeast gate, a large orange crystal taller than a man stands atop a pedestal, two cloaked figures next to it coaxing life into its multifaceted form. The shield it generates would not be enough to cover the entire city, but it would protect the gate, at least for a time. Inside the walls, Vonette spies lines of horses picketed beside the gate and soldiers moving about tending animals, mending armor, and drilling with pike, spear, bow, and sword. Her forces, the men and women that will save Wayfield, and still the drums pound and the trumpets blare. Vonette forces herself to look up over the wall at the green fields beyond the east side of the city. Tents stretch away into the distance. Horse lines, easily 10 times as many as she has within the walls, are laid out in orderly rows. Soldiers on horseback ride against quintains, while archers pepper targets with arrows. Three massive trebuchets stand tall and proud as engineers unload a wagon containing a fourth and possibly fifth massive siege engine. A ways off, trees fall in a small thicket, the wood being used to construct a massive siege tower, the beginnings of which already climbed 15 feet into the air. And atop a small rise a half of a mile from the city, Vonette can just make out the glint of sunlight on the steel, copper, and brass that adorn the cannons of Arkelvy's military. Tenor has brought his army to Wayfield. And even if the rumors were true that Terran's protectorate has withdrawn much of their forces from the effort due to rumors of Tenor's duplicitousness, the army in front of Vonette was more than capable of taking Wayfield. Sure, Arkelvy would get bloodied, but they would be victorious. It was just a matter of time. Vonette walks back over to her chair and sits down, but still erect and poised. She runs a hand through her short-cut white hair as she considers her next move. Wayfield will surely fall without help, she muses. Then, having made up her mind, she calls out to her head steward. Go to the dungeon and bring me the messenger from the pretender queen of Tabori, Kira. I think it's time we responded to her proposal.
Wait, they jailed the messenger? Boo. Yeah, that seems like it's too little too late at this point. You only want to help when trouble's at your door? We should just let Wayfield burn. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Good thing I'm not the king of Tabry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no say in what's going on over there. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to uh, the 12-Sided Guys Crystal Codex campaign. Those uh, other events are happening currently, but right now, they have spent the day so far shopping at uh, Smitchy's Bazaar, running into an old friend, Gerard, and really not buying that much, more selling than, than anything else. But then they wandered over to the Imperial, uh, or not the Imperial, the Cathedral of Iramil, the kind of the largest building here in the city. Uh, it has uh, since become a little bit, um, well, it's unused. It's been, it has graffiti on the sides of it. People have like pitched tents and built their shacks and, and shanties up against the side of it. And um, it has not been kept up very well, but it still stands tall and um, large in the center of the city. Our heroes, Nari and the Boys 2.0, ventured into the cathedral where they saw more signs of um, kind of destruction here in the cathedral. They saw a couple of doors that had been knocked down. They saw um, carvings, or not carvings, but uh, like graffiti on the walls. They saw that there were some people in here who were um, kind of in small groups congregating and, and talking. And as uh, the party split up, uh, Nari and Roos were exploring kind of up to the north of the, of the cathedral, um, where the two large towers that adorn the front of the cathedral are. And they found a staircase going up and a staircase going down, while Richter and Pine ventured further south towards the, the transept where the um, kind of the main altar is of the temple. While walking through, Richter noticed a repeating symbol, a triangle inside of a circle that had been scrawled in different places, not, not in any kind of a pattern, but just randomly. And um, after they were noticed, uh, people noticed them looking at these different symbols. And as they approached the altar, some of these groups of people here approached Pine and Richter. Pine attempted to remember the phrase that he had heard from the bartender in the Drawn Drapes uh, about uh, the mind of Pavantis, um, kind of the what they are assuming is something to do with the angel um, of the mind. And he made a history check and it was just not quite good enough to get it exactly right. And a battle ensued. The first thing that happened to Richter was he got turned into a rat. And then Pine took out a, uh, a mage and everybody started to congregate here more towards the center of the cathedral. And we stopped right at the end of the very first round of combat, and we are going to jump right back into combat now. So what is going on? We are in the center of this cathedral. So up to the north, um, kind of by the entrance, we have Roos is kind of the furthest north. He is approaching the battle. Further south in the center of this temple, we have Nari has just made it up to this archer who has been um, peppering arrows at Pine. And then a little bit further south from there, we have Pine is confronted by this burly man with no weapons, but hits like a truck. And then there are two more warriors approaching Pine. One is also unarmed, but the other has a long sword and a short sword. And way back by the altar, way down to the south, we have one more spellcaster, who is the one who cast Polymorph on our fourth player, 
who is Richter, who is currently scurrying along the walls, heading towards um, some kind of safety, either in a hole or behind a box or something, um, as he is thinking like a rat. So let's jump back up to the top of the initiative with Roos, way up at the north end uh, or the furthest north uh, of our combatants. Roos, what are you going to do? Roos is going to run his full movement forward, uh, 30 feet. He's about uh, 10 feet away from Nari and the archer that she's fighting. And he's going to throw a chakram at the unarmed guy that's engaged with Mr. Pine. Oh, fantastic. First roll of the night is a 19 to hit. That will hit. For 10 psychic damage and... All right. Five precision. Only five, really? So a total of 15? Uh, yeah, I rolled uh, two, two, and a one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to do a bonus action, and I'm going to throw... Um, let me just measure real quick, sorry. I'm going to throw GG just south of Mr. Pine. So I'm going to pull her out of my pocket and throw her out there. And she is also going to attack this unarmed guy. You just okay. chucked your lizard 60 feet. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, gadget lizard. She's got little wing flaps. She's gliding. Yeah, she's got webbing between her arms. She's gliding most of the way. Just like super cute. Gigi, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> and so she will try and hit with her bright blue tongue for an 11 that will miss and that will be my turn Roos, that's a pretty good turn pine you are up you have this kind of big bulky brawler in front of uh, to the, just to the side of you there's two more coming up they're still uh, 10 feet away from you so they are not in base to base yet what are you gonna do okay so my my good pal Richter has been turned into a rat and Matt knows how polymorph works but I don't know if Pine knows how polymorph works so I'm trying to decide what to do Go ahead. So why don't you make an arcana check okay because my thought process is if I know how polymorph works I'll get close enough to throw a dagger at him to try to you know kill his rat form and if not then I have a far more expensive Cut my paws, please. Well, don't cut my paws, because I'm just a little rat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a far more expensive, as far as my resources, solution, but I think it would make sense story-wise and thematically. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go and make an Arcana check, and let's see what, what Pine does know. Oh, I'm so good at these. A seven. Yeah, uh, you got to do some kind of crazy magic to free Richter from this curse. Okay, well then I'm gonna stay where I'm at and I will, jeez. Okay. When you save him, you have to shout, Richter, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually Richter, what I'm gonna- Richter, <laughs> uh, It's Ratter right now, so. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so I will, with my sword, I will um, say, the weave of magic unravels at my stroke. Arcane cleave. And I'll basically swing my sword toward Richter and a, a slash of green mystical energy leaves my sword and travels right to him. And the, the spell effect is dispelled. Okay, so you cast it at level three, correct? Yes. And polymorph, I think, is a level four spell? 
I believe you're right. <laughs> okay, I am so sorry, but I do need you to make that uh, that check. A charisma check? It, a charisma check. So you gotta get a 14. Dang it! Oh, no! Oh, my God, no! I got a, I got a 13. So there goes a level three spell slot and Richter is still a rat and I could have just thrown a dagger at him, but. Oh my gosh. Oh. If only I paid attention in school. <laughs> you guys should have gone to Eudoxia first. You could have, you could have boned up on some of this stuff. Okay. And then what I'll do then is I'll just, I'll shift around this muscly guy. I'm going to shift around to the Northwest side of him to put him between the hit between me and the other two that are coming up from the South. <sighs> okay. That's my turn. Oh man. Well, now it is this wizard's turn who is down here below. He has to keep concentration on polymorph. I do believe. Um, but he is going to step up and he doesn't want to hit his allies. So it uh, looks like Fireball is out of the question. Let's see what he can do. He is going to... Nope, that's too far away. This guy's spells, he's, he's got some pretty good spells, but a lot of them uh, are... He's too far away from anybody to really do anything at this point. He, sh he should just attack Richter. <laughs> um, he's going to ignore Richter and he's actually going to he's going to move kind of more towards the center but stay back here towards the altar keeping his concentration on the spell uh, polymorph and then um, he is going to um, uh, you can see that he it looks like he's preparing something else just in case he needs to so he's, he's ready to spell um, in case somebody comes close but that is his turn at this point that will bring us now to the uh, the cultist who has the long sword and the short sword he is going to move um, up, around, um, standing over the dead body of the other mage that was killed at the end of our last session. And he's going to give three attacks to Pine. So, two longsword attacks. We have got um, 15 and 15. Both miss. And we've got, ooh, only a 10. So, three attacks and three misses. And the archer. The archer is um, being threatened by Nari currently, um, a little bit further to the north. Uh, he is... Uh, hmm, <laughs> I'm going to make a roll, and he... Okay. What I did is I... There were two things he could do. He could try to get away from Nari and risk the attack of opportunity, or he could attack Nari in base, in close... Uh, in Within five feet, and then uh, attack with disadvantage. And I rolled a three, so that was odd. So he is going to pull away from Nari so that he can get an attack without disadvantage. He's going to step over to the east. Nari, you can go ahead and make your attack if you want to as he pulls away from you. Sweet, all right, that is a 28. Um, that will 100% hit. Four, 15 damage. Holy cow. And do I get to do my second swing? No, just one with an attack opportunity. Okay. Uh, but he is going to now turn around and attack back at you twice. Two shots with the longbow. Um, we have, oh my gosh, this guy. Well, let's see. Um, he is going to use his eagle eye ability for uh, 17. Is 17 hit? 17 does not hit. Oh gosh, oh, that's right, you're wearing plate now. Um, yeah, so two arrows go flying past you, both missing. Those were terrible rolls. I rolled a six and a three. And then on his eagle eye, he only got a, I rolled a five on a D10. So that brings us now to Ratkter. <laughs> Thank you for the pronunciation. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. We need artwork now. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot to recap the fact that Roos doesn't look like Roos anymore. Oh, yes. Roos shaved his mustache and is dressed equally as bad, just in a different style. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ratchter is going to start running to the north towards the exit. Um, okay. And I think I can take only, like, I can't really do any real actions, but I can do a dash, right? Yeah. You, well, and in all honesty, you could attack somebody too if you wanted to. You just have to justify why you, as a rat, is going after, you know, some big, bulking, husk, uh, you know, hulking dude. But he's spreading the black plug. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> There yeah, go. there's not, there's, there's really no reason why Ratker, Ractor, ra- whoa, Ratkter, man, that's tough. <laughs> Ratkter, Ratkter. <laughs> it's like duct tape. Yes, <laughs> duct tape. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's not really a reason he would ever attack anybody. So he is just bolting to the north and trying to get to the exit. All right. Well, very good. Um, that is Ratkter's turn. <laughs> And that's going to bring us now to the muscly mans. One of them is already in base to base with Pine, and he is going to take his attacks. He has three attacks, and he gets to add a plus seven to these. That will be 19, 15, or 21. The 19 and the 21 will hit. Okay, so we've got some pretty good-sized damage coming your way. Um, It will be, holy cow, I forgot how hard these guys hit. That'll be 20 damage. Okay. The second hit. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Another 20 damage. That's 40 damage from two punches. Oh, my gosh. I'm still standing. Good grief. I hurt last time, but I'm still standing. Ugh. Okay. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Oh, this guy can't quite get to Nari. Oh, the other guy's running up towards him. Oh, never mind. He's got 40 feet of movement. I forgot. He's a monk. Boom. Nari. You got three attacks coming your way as this other um, bulky dude with no weapons comes and attacks at you. Three attacks. That's going to be a 25, a 14, and a 17. The 25 will hit. And that's going to be a total of 18 damage to you. Okay. That was rude. Okay. But Nari, it is now your turn to give him his comeuppance. All right. Yeah. Nari will strike back um, with, oh, that's 27 to hit. That will definitely hit. Or 14 damage. Okay. And then coming in again for 19 to hit. Yep. Sweet. And then that is going to do seven damage. Okay. And I think at this point, uh, Nari is actually just going to attack again using her surge. Um, Okay. And try to get him out of the picture. Surge! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I envision her just like cracking a can of Surge, pounding it real quick, and then just like going at it again. (laughs) (laughs) So the first hit was 19 to hit for 11 damage. Oops. And then the second hit accidentally rolled damage. So the second hit was a um, 10 to hit, which I'm assuming doesn't. Yeah, that will miss. Okay. All right. No, you hit this guy pretty dang hard. So yeah, he's a he is almost bloodied and just so you're aware as you guys are fighting you you're pretty sure that these these kind of these bulky guys with no weapons these are probably the hardest hitters out of this group next up back to the top of the round we have Roos Roos is going to run and stand shoulder to shoulder with Nari and strike out with his dagger at the uh, the guy that was attacking her for a 29 to hit that'll hit yeah for 12 radiant damage uh, 5 precision so 17 total 
Okay. And then Gigi will attack the other unarmed guy down below. Okay. And that one will be a ugh, 14 to hit. Oh, not, not enough. He dodges aside as this big blue tongue comes over his shoulder. <laughs> All right. That'll be my turn. All right, Pine, you are confronted by a man with two swords and a uh, a big dude who hit you twice last time and did some serious damage. Well, I'm hurting really bad, so I'm going to touch myself Ooh. and heal myself. <laughs> Pine, this isn't the time for that. <laughs> when I think about you, I touch myself. <laughs> I was going to say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't want. I do that song for karaoke, by the way. <laughs> the ladies love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, ladies, ladies, ladies love it. Yes, I will. I will concur. <laughs> ladies love it. They love it. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm. I, you know what? I'm. I'm dumping it all. I'm giving myself fifty hit points because those guys here are hitting so hard. Okay. Um. So that's my action. And then I'm going to draw attacks of opportunity and head north to try to regroup with the rest of my allies. So I should get attacked from the sword guy and from the beefy boy. Okay, sword guy rolled a 10 to hit. Beefy boy rolled a 22 to hit. Oh my gosh. Beefy boy hits me. Beefy boy hits you. Okay, that's that was wrong. <laughs> oh my <laughs> was, gosh. Those were D20s. <laughs> that, was, that was not <laughs> the damage. Jeez. Okay, it was 17 damage. Oh my 17 gosh. damage, not 39 damage. So much. Yeah, those guys hit hard. Um, and then I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it for my turn. Okay. Um, the mage down south is going to move up a little bit, uh, staying out of the reach of Gigi, but staying kind of within eyesight of Richter. Um, and he is going to kind of hold his position. Yeah, you guys are still too bunched up next to some of his allies. Um, let's see. That brings us now to the swordsman. The swordsman is going to follow Pine up, but he's going to get to Roos first, and he's going to swing at Roos three times. So two long sword attacks. Ooh, an 18. And a natural 20. Those both hit. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, so here's what we've got. That will be 29 damage. Between all of them? No, no, sorry. No, that will be 26 damage between both hits. Yes. 26 damage from both hits. I'm going to have Squire half, half that. Do you want to know how much is for each one? Uh, you can half one of them. So the first hit, the, the, or the second hit was a uh, 14 plus. Th the, the second hit was a 13. It was 13 damage. Okay. No, 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 sorry. The second hit was 17 damage, my bad. That's the one I'm gonna half. Yeah, okay. So it was 26 total, and then I'm halving 17, so 26 money, so 18 damage. Sure. I just wanna make sure that I'm doing the math right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I get it, I think you're okay. right. I think you're right. Next up, we have the archer. The archer spots uh, that now all of you have congregated together and now he's got three choices to shoot from or to shoot at and he is going to shoot at pine pine two shots coming your way we have got oh my gosh this guy can't hit anything let's see his last eagle eye let's see what he gets um okay so that will be um does a 19 hit you pine 19 is my ac okay so you get one arrow actually hitting you uh for eight damage uh <sighs> If he could, he's got the eagle eye ability, which um, 
he can either add a d10 to to hit or to the damage and he's had to use it on just to hit you guys so he hasn't been able to add any damage and now he's out of his eagle eye ability because he only gets it three times a day so anyway um pine you take eight damage and he is going to stay put richter that brings us to you Alrighty then, uh, Ratcher is going to move his 5, 10, 15, 20, um, and then he will go ahead and make a little bite attack at the archer that he is running past. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> because why not? Because let's face it, Jordan's getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ratcher rolled a three to bite. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome did it hit <laughs> did it do it um well if you can imagine you do not, you do not hit no you do not what? hit. dude this game's rigged <laughs> stupid <laughs> all right it is now beefy boy's turn we have one beefy boy who is was back where pine was he's gonna follow pine up but he's going to go and actually confront nari nari you have got two beefy boys attacking at you. The first one is going to attack at you three times. That's not really what I like my beefy boys to do when they're doubling up on me. Do share. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first one. Whew. Oh my god. <laughs> Three attacks coming at you from one beefy boy, and that is going to be 12, 20, or 13. Do any of those hit you? 20 will hit. 20 will hit. Okay, that's going to be then uh, uh, 15 damage. And the second beefy boy is going to attack at you three times. That will be um, 19, 23, and 21. Oh, heck, those all hit. Oh, jeez. So I will definitely, I will definitely uh, be reducing some damage. <laughs> okay, well, here you go. Here's the first one. Uh, oh my gosh, that's almost Holy max God. damage. Oh, no. I almost yahtzee that damage. That's 23 damage. Oh, jeez. And then the second one is uh, 17 damage. That's a total of 40 damage right there between those two. And then the third hit is going to be 14 damage. Holy man, oh man. Okay, so I will heal myself with six. Oh my gosh. From six of that. Holy cow. Jeez. How are you looking, Nari? But I'm still not feeling great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, okay, so now we are, we're kind of done with all the bad guys' turns, and now we are back to Nari. Nari, you have two beefy boys in front of you. One definitely looks more hurt than the other. So what are you gonna do? Um, I will attack the one that is looking a little bit more hurt and try to just get rid of him if I can. Oh my gosh, heck. So that was an 18 to hit? That will hit, yeah. Oh, sweet. And that is gonna do 13 damage. Okay. And then I'm also, uh, well, no, I'm going to just hit again. Oh, my gosh. A 14 to hit. Is there anything else you want to do to try to hit harder? Yeah, I'm going to use a superiority <laughs> dice. I, just, <laughs> I was hoping maybe it might hit. I don't know. <laughs> no, 14 will not hit. Okay. Uh, so let's add eight to that. Yeah, okay. 22. That will hit. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can do that. All right. So that's 12 damage. 
Okay, and what the, what what does that look like when you hit that guy? Oh, I'm just gonna use my axe. I'm kind of going a little desperate here, so it's it's not very pretty, but he's gone. <laughs> okay, he's he's just gone. He he's been gobbed. <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to use my bonus action to uh, regain a little bit of HP. All right, one beefy boy is down, and. We are going to jump back up to the top of the round with Roos. Roos, you have a swordsman in front of you who can't seem to hit anything. You have one more beefy boy who just really laid um, some pain on Nari. Now, the swordsman did hit me. Oh, he did. That's right. Oh, he <laughs> did. He crit on you. you. That's right. <laughs> okay, so it seems like there's a lot of uh, potential uh, dangerous um, enemies here. Um, there's still the mage further to the south, and there's the archer further to the east. Uh, but you have the swordsman right in front of you. Rat Ratkater has has the archer under control. <laughs> <laughs> I got this, guys. I got this. Ratkater. Which one is bloodier, Mr. Pine or Nari? Um, uh, so I, I'm bloodied, but I'm I'm assuming Nari's probably bloodier at this point. I'm about at thirty percent health. <laughs> On a scale from one to ninety-nine, I'm at twenty-nine. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, on a scale of, of one, 104. <laughs> yeah, and on a scale of 1 to 84, I'm at 37. Okay. Roos will put a hand on Nari's shoulder and say uh, he's using a new spell that he hasn't used yet in the game. Oh, God, don't muck it up. <laughs> the balance of fate is skewed in our favor, and your AC goes up by one. Ooh. And anytime you take damage, it's cut in half, and then I get the other half. Oh, damn. And then I'm going to point past all of the, the melee fighters at us, and I'm going to say, Gigi, get the one in the hood. And Gigi's going to flutter over towards that guy. Okay. And make her tongue attack. It's probably going to miss. I got a 14 to hit. <gasps> that will barely hit. Yes. Yes. Four, five damage. Make a concentration check, Paul. <laughs> He has to make a concentration check. Difficulty 10. Uh, what's his? Well, I got I to gotta check his. Oh, gosh. Okay. So he has to roll a 10 or higher on this. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> As Gigi goes and licks this guy, <laughs> suddenly Richter <laughs> pops up like full grown right in front of this archer. And I imagine... <laughs> Well, I don't know. What does Richter what does Richter do when he kind of comes back to his full self standing in front of this archer? After after literally literally there's still some like cloth in your in your mouth. He's hunched over chewing on the guy's foot. <laughs> he's he's sniffing ferociously and has his front teeth sticking out of his mouth a little bit. But then he looks rapidly at the at the archer guy and says, "Good evening." <laughs> and then the sword appears in his hand. <laughs> Good save. Totally casual. I like the thing that the wizard didn't even actually take any damage. It's just Gigi came up and looked at me. He's like, oh, I got my eye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking like, oh, you, you're so sweet. <laughs> he just lost concentration because he was so enamored. You're a sweetie. No, you're a sweetie. <laughs> Pine, it's your turn. There is close to you. There's still the swordsman and then the one beefy boy still standing. A little bit further off, there's the archer. And then way to the south, there is the wizard. Pine is coming after Beefy Boy. Gonna help out Nari. So I'll move my way over there. And then I'll take two attacks. First attack with the Tabri Ambassador's Blade level three. 22 to hit. That will hit. That's 10 piercing, three cold. 
Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury for my last level one spell. So that's another 2d8. I know, I burned through my spells fast because I was down there by myself. That's only four additional damage. Ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then my second attack, it's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Yeah, these beefy boys have an AC of 17. Okay, that's a seven piercing, two cold. I rolled a one and a two for damage on that one. That's nine damage total. All right. And then, uh, yeah, no bonus action or anything. That's my turn. Okay. Well, that brings us now to this the... This fight sucks. <laughs> hey, come on, guys. This wizard now, who has taken a total of five damage and has lost his uh, most powerful spell, is now going to start moving up past Gigi. And uh, he is going... He, there's nothing he can do from this distance that's of any use because I picked a weird template for this bad guy. Yeah, Polymorph was kind of like the fun one. Um, and then he's got allies too close for a fireball. Um, let's see... He is going to, you see him hold his hands together and there starts to get some electricity like arcing back and forth between his hands and anybody who comes close to him is going to get zapped if they, if they, uh, if they confront him. Okay. That now leads us to the swordsman. Uh, Roos, he did so well against you last time. You got three attacks coming your way again. So here, two longsword attacks. Um, that will be a 21 and a 10. So I think the 21 hits. Yeah. And that's going to be six damage. And then the, the short sword is going to be a natural one. So that will miss. I'm going to have Squire reduce the six to three. Okay. And then we have the archer. The archer is now threatened by Richter. And he is going to... Again, He I rolled it to see if he was going to take the disadvantage on his attack or if he was going to step away. And he is going to step away from Richter um, towards one of these kind of... Along the, the, the sides of this... Um, cathedral in this section of the cathedral there are these little kind of rounded alcoves that stick out um that are little tiny little sanctuaries or little um private places to worship they have little statues of Iramil and like candles and you know vases and whatever urns that kind of thing he's stepping now towards one of them on the east side takes a couple steps back and then he's going to take uh two shots at richter do i get an opportunity attack on him at all yes you do woohoo uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Four. 14 damage. Holy cow. He is hurting very, very bad. Um, but he's still going to take two shots at you, um, Richter. And that will be um, an 18 and a 19. Um, Both of those will hit. He doesn't have his eagle eye ability, so these are just going to be regular rolled um, D8 attacks. It looks like you're going to get hit for uh, 14 damage total between the two arrows. Psh. Bring it on. You're the one who didn't want us to spend the money on the animated shield that would have looked rad with your disappearing, reappearing sword. That is that is probably true, actually. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> okay, Richter, it's now your turn. You can see that this archer is looking very, very rough. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to um, turn to the to the wizard and say your sins are exposed under the light of the sun mark of the dawn and I'm going to mark him as my enemy here but then I am going to move towards the archer and try to kill him so I'm going to make two weapon attacks against him okay so first is a 20 to hit that'll definitely hit 
for 11 damage. Uh, okay. Um, and how does that look? Oh, um, I think it's, you know, it's his long kind of thin pointed S stock. So he just kind of dashes forward and pierces it right through the guy's chest. Okay. Yeah, he's down. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the other guy is marked so I can do something on my next turn when it comes around for it. Okay. Well, very good. And if you have any movement left, you can move back towards the other group as well if you want to. I think I've only got, let's see, I was here. So 5, 10, 15, yeah, 20, 25, 30. So I move back here. Yeah, almost like you you just kind of step forward and you go right back to where you were. Okay. Yeah, so it was like a long lunge. <laughs> nice, a very long lunge. Very good. <laughs> I love taking a long lunge. It's so great to just sit back and relax in the middle of my work day. You just got to stretch it out sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that brings us now to the last beefy boy. The last beefy boy has taken some damage. He is bloodied, but he now has two targets to choose from, Nari or Pine. What I'm going to do, because this is kind of fun, I'm actually going to roll for each of the attacks. So the first attack is coming at Nari. Second attack is coming at Nari. Third attack is coming at Pine. So two attacks at Nari. Here we go. We have a 20 and a 23. Oh my god, those will both hit. Your AC is up by one. Yeah, but that only puts it at 20, so he still just got me. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Okay, well, remember, all this damage is getting halved between you and Roos. Whew. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. So the first hit on Nari is going to do a total of 15 damage. So that is going to be, I think it's going to be uh, eight to you, Nari, and seven to Roos. Okay, and then I am going to use another die and uh, just kind of take a little bit off of that. I took nine off of that. Okay, so you just you negated all of your damage. The second one is going to do a total. Uh, oh gosh, I did, <laughs> I did the wrong that, one again. That better not be true. Jeez, Paul. God, that was I <laughs> my pants. <laughs> no, the next hit is not not fifty four damage. It's eighteen damage. So nine to Nari, nine to Roos. Sorry, Roos. Nope, I did it. I did it to help us both. Okay, and then uh, the last attack coming up, Pine is going to be twenty-two, which hits. Wow. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this guy later. Um, here we go for a total of nineteen damage. Oh my goodness. Okay, nineteen damage. But Nari, it is now your turn. Beefy boy looks confident. Would you have dropped had I not done that spell, Nari? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I would have been just barely, barely standing up. Okay. It would have been bad. Um, so I'm going to get a 24 to hit. On Beefy Boy? On Beefy Boy. Oh, yeah. I'm swinging right back at him for 13 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to see if I can use the Axe of the Adjudicator and get him to grovel. Okay, so that's a wisdom save, difficulty 13. He rolled a natural 16. Yeah, so Heck. he okay. He actually ended up getting... um. He naturally he twenty two. All right. Well, guess what I got? Nat twenty. Nari nat oh, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see what this damage is because I think that you could definitely take him out right now. Uh, okay. So I got a fourteen. The nine didn't double. It should have been nine times two plus five, right? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Yes. So twenty three. It's, it's okay. It's okay because it's more than enough. Um, Nari, what do you do to second Beefy Boy? 
oh man, I'm so pissed off right now. I slash him the heck. I go, ah! And I hit him with my axe. It, he's just gone. Yeah, we got two more dead bodies here in the Cathedral of Iramil. We have the swordsman still uh, standing, uh, and then we have the wizard down further to the south. Um, was that both of your? Oh, that was your, yeah. That was both of your attacks, and that brings us now to the top of the round. Unless you want to move or anything, Nari. Um. No. Well, no. I think I'll stay here and help out uh, to get rid of this last guy. Okay. Perfect. Well, back to the top of the round. We have Roos. Roos, there is a swordsman in front of you, and a little further south, there is a wizard standing there with like lightning arcing between his fingertips. Yeah, Roos is gonna strike at the swordsman. Okay. For a, a 14 to hit. That will not hit. I'm going to offhand against him with my chakram. To try, oh my goodness, I'm only so bad. A 16 to hit. That will barely miss. Ah, okay, well, that's my turn. Okay, all right. Pine, it's your turn. Okay, so Pine is not currently threatened by the swordsman. He's uh, 10 feet away from him, so he'll actually dance over these dead beefy boys and okay. uh, electricity arcing between his hands be damned. He's heading toward the the remaining spellcaster. You, okay, so he's going to make an attack against you. Uh, there's plus eight to this, so a 13. We'll miss. So shocking grasp misses you. Okay. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I rolled a 10. Okay, that will miss. Okay, my next attack is a 20 to hit, a dirty 20. That will definitely hit. That's 10 piercing, five cold. And that's all I'm gonna do, because I only have, I have a third level and a second level spell slot left. Well, it is now his turn, and he is going to come right back at you with another attempt at shocking grasp. Um, and that will be a natural 20. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. no. I'm, I'm very possibly going down right now. Okay, so it's gonna be 6d8. That will be 24 electricity lightning damage. And I am unconscious. Okay. Mr. Pine just got a lobotomy. <laughs> Electroshock therapy. Right to the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> the swordsman, uh, it doesn't matter who he attacks. Well, actually, I think, okay, so I could totally be a jerk and I could um, go after Roos because he's got less AC but I'm still going to roll it because he doesn't realize that this is what the spell does. So um, he is going to go after Nari. Nari, I rolled it. He's coming after you uh, three times, two times with a longsword. That's going to be 20 and 11. Okay, the 20 will just hit. And that's going to be a total, oh, max damage, 11 damage. So have you take six, Roost takes five. Okay. And short sword coming your way as well. That's only going to be a 14, so that's going to miss you. Okay, the archer is down. It is now Richter's turn. Richter, you see your old friend Pine get um, just tased and drop. Um, you also see that there's still a swordsman and there is still a wizard. This wizard is the one who turned you into a rat not that long ago. So I'm going to run to the wizard and I will go ahead and make an attack against this guy. A 17 to hit. That will hit, yes. And I'm going to also yell out, You have been judged and found guilty. Swordmaster's justice. And I will do a smite against him. 
but base damage against him will be this. 10 slashing plus, since he has been marked for death by me, he there's plus four to the damage. So 14 damage on the hit. And then I need to do, goodness, it's 1d8 plus the spell slot, right? So if it's a fifth level, is it 6d8? It's 6d8, yes. <laughs> oh my it's god. Nuts. Okay, so... But you can only do it twice, right? You Yeah, I can only do it twice. So 19 on top of that? Yeah, so 12 plus 19, so 31 damage. Okay. Make a make a quick insight check, just for funsies. Sure. Oh, a four. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. You you got one more attack, right? I do. Okay. So I'll make one more attack on this guy. A 27 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. Which is, that's only an, it's an 18, right? Yeah, it is. Darn. I crit on a 19 or 20 when he's marked. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Another 14 piercing damage. What happens to this guy who only had one hit point left after your first attack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> so the the first strike comes in and it is just this massive like power swipe down and this, you know, eruption of kind of arcane energy that, you know, explodes from the sword and then Richter quickly kind of whips the sword back and then you know, darts in for another lunge right through this individual's throat, taking him down. And then the moment he finishes that, he stands up and he and he says, stand fast, the light preserve us. And I'm going to heal Pine using one of my superiority die rolls for 16. Oh, no, it's not a D4 or a D20. Okay, so oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. a huge heal. I'm like, wow, Richter can do everything. He's, he's just <laughs> that cool. He can do everything twice. <laughs> yes. yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his middle name Mary Sue? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, yes, Kalen Mary Sue Richter. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was a rat for like four rounds, so <laughs> he's just making up for lost ground. It's a D6, so let me just roll a D6 and then plus four to that, so nine nine hit points. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. And I think that's it for Richter. Well, very good. We have one more combatant left. It is the Swordsman. Nari, it is your turn. You are in base-to-base with him. All right, I'm coming at him. Um, and that is a 23 to hit. Four. Hit. 15 damage. Okay. And then coming in again for uh, 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. And 11 damage. Nice. And if he's not if he's not down, I'm going to actually try to disarm him. OK, yeah, he is not down. Sweet. OK, so I'm going to add a little bit extra damage and then he needs to roll a 16 or higher um, strength saving. So six extra damage and then he can roll a DC 16. Okay, you disarm him. Which sword are you getting rid of? The long sword or the short sword? Uh, we'll get rid of the long sword. <laughs> Probably for the best. Okay, so there is <laughs> there is a long sword at your feet. Do you want to do like any kind of a free object interaction and kick it away or anything like that so he can't get to it? Yeah, I will kick it across the room. Perfect. 
Very good. Roos, it is your turn. You are, you are also in base to base with this swordsman. Roos is also going to attack this guy. He's going to slash out with his dagger for a 22 to hit. Yes. For 15 radiant, 8 precision for 23 total. And what happens? So as Nari disarms him, Roos comes in and slashes at his other hand that still is holding the short sword. The energy that goes past his blade like severs something in his arms and his other arm like something in internal and he his other arm falls limp and the blade falls to the ground and he just crumples that's all non-lethal though yes non-lethal so this guy is still alive yeah okay and with that as the last combatant here in the uh, first floor of the cathedral of iramil drops we are going to cue victory music Yay. Holy heck, I don't feel victorious. <laughs> no, that was not a victory. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we each buy, yeah, but it was a... Technically. <laughs> yeah, technically it was a victory. Jeez. We barely made that. So I, I didn't mention this, but, you know, Richter had taken 14 damage. Uh, when he killed the wizard, part of his Mark of the Dawn curse thing that he does is that when he kills that person, he regains hit points. And he, it was, it's 14 hit points. It's 10. <laughs> <laughs> his level plus his charisma modifier. So he's totally fine. He's like, oh, geez. Oh, nothing quite like a good fight. Nari has 14 hit points. <laughs> oh my god! I have gosh. nine hit points. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, I'm sitting, sitting pretty on 21. <laughs> <laughs> Another rousing fight. <laughs> so that, that fight, if I'm doing the math correctly, that fight, I went through... 134 yeah like over a about 140 hit points oh, oh my, my gosh cow. jeez should we take a little bit of a of a rest or at least have some potions before we carry on yeah that should we like move the bodies somewhere i mean this one's still breathing which one's still breathing this one here. The guy with the, the swords guy. Shall we finish him off? Richter walks up and pulls out a dagger from his belt to go dispatch him. Wait, hold up. Remember remember when we first met you, you were like disappointed that we left, we, that I killed somebody and you didn't get a chance to, to ask some questions? At least that's what I assume. Did you have any specific questions for this guy? Um, well. He may have valuable information. Especially about this cathedral. Apparently the cultists here waiting to ambush people who might be, you know, looking to thwart your meal, I think. I mean, that's a fair point. As, as Pine and Richter are having this little conversation real quick, um, Roos and Nari, with your guys' both amazing passive perceptions, you can see that there are still two people um, kind of up towards the north, just kind of normal, everyday folk who are in here. They just kind of watch that whole battle. They didn't run. They didn't scream or anything like that. They are just kind of standing there and they go back to talking and they kind of uh, not ignore you guys, but they haven't made a move to leave and they have not made a move to uh, come to fight. I'm not so sure it really matters about hiding the bodies. It seems like people are pretty uh, accepting of this thing here. Nari will kind of like nod her head back towards those two people chatting. That's bonkers. (laughs) <laughs> Russell make eye contact with Nari and, and kind of like 
shift his eyes towards them and start walking towards them. Okay. Nari right. will kind of turn around and like watch Roos and she won't necessarily like follow him, but like just make sure that they're not going to do anything to jump him. Maybe he shouldn't go alone. Richter, you seem to be. Yeah, I'll go with him. And I'm going to sit here. I'm going to have a nice little sit. <laughs> so yeah, Roos is going to drink a potion as he's walking. Oh yeah, Pine will drink a potion too. Yeah, Nari as well. We'll drink a potion. So this swordsman then is still alive, correct? Yes, he is still alive. Okay. You approach these two, um, these two folk, and um, one of them, the, uh, the, the, the woman, there's a man and a woman. The woman says, we don't want any trouble. We're just here to worship. You didn't seem to care much about the fighting that just took place a moment ago. Make an insight check, Roos and uh, Richter. Roos got an 18, but I, I'm going to use an ability I haven't used for a little bit, and I'm going to add a D8 to that and make it a 20. So I, I rolled okay. two. And uh, Richter Richter got a 13. Okay. Um, as you as you know, you go up and you approach them. Um, Richter, these two, they seem not unfazed by what's going on. Um, they seem kind of like worn out. Um, Roos, as you look at both of their faces, you see like tired, tired eyes, but you see something, something in their in their eyes, in the pupil of their eyes, something almost like cloudy, something, there's something about their, I don't want to say vision, but like if the eyes are the window to the soul, there is something clouding over their soul. And you can kind of just get that vibe from both this man and this woman. Is this common for people to be attacked upon entering the sanctuary? Common? No. Does it happen? From time to time. But we just want to be left alone to worship. I completely understand that. I have a sincere question. We're seeking an area below the chapel. Ways to get deeper into the city. Do you know anything of this? She looks over at the man, and I want you to make a either persuasion or intimidate check. Or, or with advantage, because Richter's are helping you as well. Ooh, cool. That was a nat 20 for 24. Ooh. Oh, fantastic. The woman looks over at the man and uh, she kind of kind of looks questioningly. And then the man kind of speaks up and he says, Aye, there's a way down, but it's locked. Um, only those who can figure out how to get past are, are allowed further down. And Well, we are really good with puzzles. <laughs> as long as it doesn't require knowing our alphabet. Did somebody say puzzles? Are the secret doors here? And Pine will get up and start feeling in the stones all over the floor, <laughs> looking for like a pressure plate or something. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, there's, there is people come and go and they leave through the basement, but we haven't been able to figure out how to get, how to get down there, how to get through the door. We can't, we can't complete our worship. They both seem distraught at that. Complete your worship? What do you mean by that? This, this cathedral, there's, there's more, there's a holier place down below and we can't, we must not be worthy to, to be able to figure out the puzzle to open the door. And the woman kind of puts her hand on his shoulder and she says, we will, we will, we just have to keep trying. This chamber below is discussed among other worshippers of Iramil. 
did I say it right that time? And the woman speaks up and she nods, yes, 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 you did. Um, no, we don't, we don't speak of it. We just all, we just know, we just know. It, it, it comes to us in our, in our dreams or in our, and she kind of like looks off and she says, our, our, our dreamless state when we, when we don't dream. I, we just know that it's down there. These dreams that people are having in the city, are they coming from Eremiel? Eremiel? I always say it wrong. She said you had it so good the first time. No, no, these dreams, this is your natural 20 persuasion. Uh, no, did, you haven't had the dreams? Then, then why are you here? I haven't had the dream, but a friend of mine did. Or, or someone that I knew in passing, he told me about them. Oh, then he must be here. He must be trying to get further down. Could you show us the way? With your natural twenty persuasion, I'll say, the man and woman look at each other and they say, yes, we can show you. And then they step out of this little alcove and they are ready to, they start heading towards um, the, uh, the tower uh, that you were in, that you guys were exploring at the end of last session that you and Nari were looking into, the one that has the door that's been knocked down. So they start heading up towards the, um, the northeast corner, or the, sorry, the northwest corner of the building. Roos will point to the dead bodies and say, and sh- should we leave them? What, what do we do with that? She, they kind of look over and it's almost like they don't even see them, but they just kind of say, they gave their lives in service of the angel. Not going to lie, these guys are creepy AF, but all right. I love it. <laughs> I have some bad vibes about this place. So we have Nari and Rick and Pine are still kind of down by the dead bodies. Pine has taken a little sit down and we have Richter and Roos heading off towards this northwest tower with these two creepy ass mofos. I think at this... (laughs) If I see them heading off, then I'm heading up there. Yeah, at this point, Nari would be following them as well, um, just to make sure everything goes okay. We're just leaving the the dude alive then? That's what I was going to say. Like, do we want to, I mean, honestly, it seems like he's not going to be coming after us. I mean, you could drag him along. Eh, Seems like work. (laughs) Honestly, just take his take his swords and then he can't really do much. (laughs) I now am in the possession of a short sword. Nari, do you want a long sword? What if he were to raise an alarm? Honestly, judgment has been cast. We should kill him. I mean, I'm I'm not above that. You do what you want. If I hit with my right hand, they live. If I hit with my left, they die. <laughs> oh, that's like biblical. I was going to say it's poetic. I love that. I feel like that's the best way to, to balance whether someone lives or dies. A little bit of luck. All right. Nari's going to go up to that last guy and she's just going to give him a good old little uh, knife in the heart. Nice and nice and quick. Okay. Leave him with his buddies and say, sorry, bud. Actually, can can I can I do the do the deed on this? Oh, absolutely. Pine might not approve of this, but it's something that we were taught in the school of the blazing sun, which might actually be to our benefit. And um as Richter kind of does does the coup de gras with the knife into this guy's heart, he whispers into his ear and he says heed my voice you will remain until you are dismissed soul chains of the justicar 
and I'm using my warlock ability to pull this man's soul out of his body and have it as my specter kind of uh, minion to follow us around. <laughs> Yikes, that seems even more cruel. That's amazing. I love it. And how long does that thing stick around? It says the specter remains in your service until the end of your next long rest. Wow. Yeah, we don't do that in this in the school of the storm. Nope. Yeah, we just usually <laughs> let people have their finding, final resting place be their final resting place. But, you know, respect metal. <laughs> oh, my god! It's gosh. a little grim in the school of the uh, blazing sun. Heavy metal, my <laughs> man. All right. Are you guys going to follow these? Uh, these uh, two creepy folks. Yeah, let's follow these insane people uh, <laughs> down this like strange corridor. No worries. Sounds sounds perfect. Absolutely. With about twenty percent health. <laughs> <laughs> so they're watching. They're watching you, waiting for you guys to show to show back up. We all rolled pretty well though on our on our healing potions though. I got a seven. I got seventeen hit points back. Oh, that's nice. Roos only got eleven. Oh yeah, you didn't roll well at all. <laughs> All right, um, you guys um, follow these two folks into this northwest tower on the on the bottom floor. You can see that there is a staircase um, going up, uh, and there is a staircase going down, and they are um, going down the stairs into the basement under this cathedral. And you can see that around the outside of this tower, there are like statues and like um, urns and that kind of thing. And some of them are smashed and knocked over. Some of them are not. So uh, it's kind of like, it seems like almost haphazard as to when things are left standing and when things are not. But um, I'm going to move you all over here to this next map here into the basement of the Cathedral of Iramil. As you guys follow this, this man and woman down these stairs, you come down into this, um, this kind of uh, rectangular room that kind of... Uh, it kind of uh, stretches off to the east, and as he walks into this room a little bit further, you can see that there is this um, this large room. Uh, how do I describe this? There's the staircase you came down. The, there's like a, a wide hallway that heads to the east, and you can see on the other end there's a staircase on the other side coming down. It, it looks like it mirrors the other tower, and then in the middle there's this larger room, and there's the, like pictures around the walls of um, you know of uh, depicting like the angel and depicting uh, kind of some battles, that kind of thing. Some of them are ripped up and some of them are not. It's kind of uh, random. Um, you can see that at the south end of this room, there is a large like double door um, gate and the um, the man and woman walk up to it and they just push it open and it opens with ease. And as he walks in, he actually pulls out a torch so you guys can see. And he walks through this double doors into what must be some kind of a crypt underneath um, the cathedral. And he just kind of walks down, uh, or sorry, they just kind of walk down through the um, through the crypt and past rows and rows of sarcophagi. Uh, some of them depict men, some depict women, some don't depict anything at all. And he turns uh, around some corners and then he enters into this small hallway, continuing to head south. Um, and then it opens up into this sort of bare bones is the wrong word but it's like a dining room um and it is um it's uh it's got some like smashed furniture in a couple corners but then it looks like there's like a newer table that's been brought in there's some shelves with some food and things on it, it looks like this might be a place where people eat and it looks like this might be 
um, some of the um, uh, where the priests of Iramil who once lived here in this cathedral where they probably took their meals here in the basement of the cathedral. As we're walking down, can Nari kind of check out the sarcophagi that are lining the walls and also just take a general note of like how often it looks like people come down here? Like, is it super full of cobwebs and such? Um, yeah, go ahead and make a either survival or investigation. Let's see. Let's do let's do survival. Um, that is a 24. You, so as you are walking, you can see that there are cobwebs. There are uh, there's dust and everything like that. And you f- see that the um, it looks like the path that the path that this man and woman take has been trod a lot by a lot of different feet because the dust is all disturbed. There's no cobwebs here in this kind of this path, almost like anybody who's come down here has followed this, not just followed this way, but they have walked in the same, almost the same footsteps to get down here. Does that make sense? And the sarcophagi and everything, that's all like left pretty normal. Yeah. And I mean, those are covered in dust and cobwebs. It seems like everyone has just kind of been ignoring the fact that this is a crypt. It's just a pathway to get down here into, um, into the, the basement, uh, down to this part of the, of the Cathedral of Aramil. I thought that would make me feel better, but it doesn't. It's yeah. almost even more creepy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys entered into this kind of dining room area on the north side, and on the south side, there's another door that he just he just walks right through. Like he's not, they are not looking left or right. This man and woman, they continue just to walk with a purpose. They don't look at their surroundings at all, and they come all the way down here on the south. There's this long hall. You can see on either side there are these small little rooms with kind of bunks in there that you imagine must have been where the priests um, lived. And um, the last door on the right, he just pushed it, they just push it right open. And there's this small little storage room and a staircase that goes down. And they both just walk right down the staircase. It's a tight staircase, um, very, very steep, um, made out of wood, but about halfway down it becomes stone. And it leads into this room, this the temperature has dropped now as you guys have gotten further under the cathedral and you come down into this room this room uh it's relatively small it's like 20 feet by 20 feet you can see there are there are um, crystal lanterns on the walls they are dim like they are starting to fail and um the only thing in these in this room is um you can feel that it's colder like you're deeper underground you can see that there's a couple of like barrels and things in the corner just kind of some random like supplies and things, uh, but on the north end of this um, of this room, there is a double door, and it looks very very solid. And next to the double door, you see that there are these five dials. Um, the man and woman walk up to the doors and they kind of push on them, and then they walk over to the dials and they start spinning them randomly. And then they push on the doors again and they don't open and they do it a couple more times. And it's almost like they've completely ignored you. They just kind of keep spinning these dials and pushing on these doors and they turn around, they look at each other and they say, not today. And then they turn around and start walking back up the stairs and just leave you down here. Well, I think we found the puzzle. (laughs) So I'm going to give you a little bit more information um, because of your um, great uh, survival role, Nari. You did notice something a little bit off as you were moving through, not the um, not the area with the sarcophagi, but actually 
Once you entered into the hallway and into the dining area, and then into the other hallway where the rooms were on either side, you did notice something different. You noticed that symbols had been drawn on the walls. Symbols of, um, there were like triangles, there were vertical lines, and then there were like inverted triangles. And you noticed uh, that that was um, on the walls um, all over down here. Any like specific pattern or just kind of random appearing? Um, well, I am sharing something with you. Does everybody get that? Yep. Oh, heck. So basically it's a tri- triangles pointing up, vertical lines, triangles pointing down in some kind of a pattern. I am going to um, leave this to you. You guys can keep exploring this room if you want to. Um, you guys can look at the dials, look at the doors, that kind of thing. But the puzzler has struck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 okay, well, it's definitely a pattern, so that's good. What do those dials look like? Okay, so the dials actually are, um, it's, it's, it's your classic like arrow at the top of the, like, the, there's a wheel and then there's an arrow at the top where like you can line up what's on the wheel with it, you know what I'm saying? And then there are different letters all around. Um, uh, and you can kind of twist the circle to have a different letter being pointed at by the arrow. And there are five of those. Wait, sorry, five dials? Five dials. So you're looking for... But yeah. 26 letters on each thing, right? Yes. Okay. We're so okay. bad at the alphabet, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Ustranian alphabet, the Menorese alphabet? Like, I just want to know what letters we're looking at. Almerian. This is Almerian. Okay. 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 So, for our listeners, the arrow, the there's triangle. There's a series of uh, triangles vert- and vertical lines. So we have triangle up, vertical line, triangle down, vertical line, triangle up, triangle down, vertical line, triangle up. Vertical line, triangle down, vertical line, triangle up, triangle down, vertical line. And that pattern appears to be repeating. So triangle up, vertical line, triangle down, vertical line, triangle up, triangle down, vertical line. And that pattern looks to be repeating. Am I, am I seeing that right, everybody? No, nope, yeah. that's exactly what I yep. see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hake Hamilton. <laughs> 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 We've come a long way. A throwback to the library. Yeah, I mean, you guys have already picked up on some things really quick. You know, we did we did solve puzzles since then, though, Paul. If I remember correctly, we had to spell out Rose Syndicate on some sarcophagi. Oh, that's right. There was something like that, too. Yes, yes. Okay, well, here you go. So, all right. So, yeah, okay. So, it does look like there is some sort of a repeating pattern. So, are we supposed to go to, like, the right and then pass the number, like, three times and then land on it? <laughs> like, I had a locker back in high school, and, like, it, it was always it always tricked me up. Well, there's five dials. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have any more than that. I'm just making observations. <laughs> I would need to spend some time with it. Can we roll an investigation to maybe get any sort of clue, like, if... Any of the dials look like they've been worn down a little bit more or like used a little bit more. I will let you make an investigation with advantage because you guys are all doing it. I'll also let you guys do a short rest while you're down here. Oh, thank heck. Ooh, okay. So I have a plus eight on, an, on oh no, my investigation is plus five. My inside is plus eight. So I only have a plus five. So if anybody's got better. I've got a plus five on investigation too. So I'm going to help whoever's rolling. Well, that was. Horrible. I rolled a one and a two. Oh my god, why? <laughs> oh, jeez. So 
man. He's like, well, I'm stumped. I got nothing, guys. So I did give this puzzle to one person who actually managed to solve it um, relatively quickly. So you're trying to make us feel bad? No, I'm just saying it's doable. Yeah, dude, honestly, like, okay, dude. I'm just saying it's doable. All right, well, we have three sequences that appear to repeat. We have five dials. Okay, the I, I'm looking like Roman numerals because there's like the I, it could be an I and a V or an A-I-V-I-A-V-I. Okay, how many letters would that be? That would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So it's got to be. No, eh, no, I know. Oh, no. A, V, N, A, I. No, 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 no. A, I, A, M, A, M, A, V, I. A. Wait, where are you getting the M from? Because you have a uh, you have a triangle pointing down with the two lines. Oh, because you have the. OK, all right, all right. I see it. I see it. M. A M A V I Amavi. What are you doing, Pine? Uh, taking a short rest. I mean, <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm seeing an A M A V I. That we could try to put the two, the up, to the triangle pointing up and the triangle pointing down together to kind of make kind of an N. But no, I don't see it. No, let's let's try that. I mean, it didn't seem like there was any penalties for not being able to get it. The uh, yeah, let's try it. The other people just walked away. Well, I don't know. They were kind of creepy, but <laughs> I don't know if being creepy is maybe just a prerequisite for being here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, honestly, the way that we just casually left a bunch of dead bodies, uh, we're kind of creepy too. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> what? I mean, they, nobody seemed to mind. They're like, no, happens all the time. People just come in and slaughter each other. It's all good. Yep. I'm not okay. here to judge how people worship. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm guessing Pine is going to do it since he's the one who, who um, came up with A-M-A-V-I. Um, you turn the dials to A-M-A-V-I and you push on the doors and they open right up. Congratulations. That took you... Uh, a tenth of the time it took you guys to, to shelve a book. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, honestly, Matt, I would not have gotten that. Oh. Well, uh, well thank, thank you. Yes. Okay. That was uh, rad. That was a great puzzle. Oh, that one, that was, that was pretty quick. That, well, good. I'm glad. All right. The door is open. You can see that uh, beyond these doors, the, um, the hallway stretches just a little bit north and it looks like it turns to the east. You push the doors open and you start to move along this tunnel under here. Is that what you're going to do? Hell yeah, we didn't solve that puzzle for nothing. <laughs> oh, maybe we should go check out Eudoxia. Well, it's been fun. All right, time to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I had a realization. And Richter, you know, I, I recently mentioned to you the, the living canvas of uh, Nari's brother. Up in the mountains. Yes, I recall. And all the different tattoos. The the symbol on the walls upstairs. They appeared on that can on the living canvas. And I remember they appeared right on the belt line, just near the navel, just to the left of the navel on the uh, on the living canvas. And I'm wondering if 
you know, we are kind of at the center of the world, and that symbol was kind of at the, the center of the body. I'm wondering if those symbols were telling us something about the location. Is this the love handle of the world? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just barely barely off of midline, so it's Yeah, if anything it's just it's just one of the six pack. Interesting. <laughs> on the, it's on the back though. It's on the back. Oh, on the back, yes. So so I um I'm wondering if they might the, these symbols on the living canvas might have pointed out important locations to the worship of Viramil, or maybe even the angel's assistance. We need to come up with a better name than the angels, because there's the one angel, then, but angel's assistance makes it sound like, I don't know, too corporate. <laughs> <laughs> Assistant to the original angel. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's a fascinating theory. Um, had I been there, perhaps I'd have a better frame of reference for what you might be referring to there, but I suppose it's plausible that there could be some sort of a location or or like a referential um location on the on this living canvas. I think that the pieces are coming together. I think the symbol that we saw represents one of the angel's assistants. Better name. What was it what's a better name? Maybe we should troubleshoot that before we discuss any further. <laughs> we could call them messengers. Okay, yeah, the, the heralds. Mm-hmm. The heralds, yes. That's a good one. Oh, yes, a herald of the angel. The herald that is associated with the saying that the, the mind, the ether of Pavantis. And then we saw, okay, here's another question. We, we heard on the wind, or, you know, Daffodil heard on the wind, um, about the breath of Pavantis. What symbol could that have been? And where would that have been on the living canvas? We could test out our theory by trying to triangulate the different locations of those tattoos on her back or her body. Interesting. It wasn't, it didn't have to do with referencing like a tattoo where her lungs are or near her mouth or something like that or near her nose for the breath of Pavantis. It wasn't near the nose. I'm trying to remember where that was. I think it was right next to her anus. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the winds of Pavantis. The winds of Pavantis. Yes, yes. Uh, she did have one on her butt cheek, though. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> she had a, I believe we called it a cutie mark. <laughs> I will kind of remind you of where these tattoos were. Um, so there was a... Um, a stylized kind of wind in a circle between her shoulder blades. There was a flame in a circle on her right kidney. There was a stylized mountain in a circle on her left kidney. Um, There was a drop of water in a circle on her right foot. And there was a triangle pointing um, up in a circle at the belt line, just slightly left of center. I guess if this is the wind, it's north of where we are now, up between the shoulder blades. I guess the theory, at least, for now, holds some, holds some water. In my experience, the, um, the symbols are, are mysterious um, and difficult to translate, but I do think that uh, your, your observation has some, some validity to it. 
I mean, not not really anything we can do about it now, though. I mean, we kind of kind of gave away our airship. Oh yeah, Richter. In my recap, I didn't tell you that we had a really kick-ass airship that we we donated. <laughs> it was like a it's like a cause for kids thing. <laughs> Damn our kindness. <laughs> I mean, it's very it's very magnanimous of you. I mean, we did destroy the entire world, so you know, just kind of <laughs> giving back. <laughs> Wait, it probably what? used no. to belong to one of them anyway. <laughs> oh man I don't know anything about these puzzles or what these heralds are trying to do but if one of them is here working something then we need to put a stop to it we can figure out what it is later but we need to go deeper look I I mean I, I'm inclined to agree only in that the cultists for Uramiel are are clearly dangerous as we saw upstairs and has been the case now in the city for a while. You know, various factions have been vying for control, and the headsmen really took over without too much. Um, well, I mean, there was there was definitely some upheaval, but he quelled a lot of the a lot of the resistance rather bloodily. But he definitely consolidated power. But one group that could never have been quelled or consolidated into his regime were the cultists themselves. Um, and they they just did their own thing. It was one of those power dynamics that was a bit confusing because we didn't know what their motivations truly were. They're dangerous, that's for sure. And if if there is some force that is enabling them and whipping them into a frenzy, then I am all for investigating further and seeing how we might be able to rid the world of it. I, I agree. I'm just wondering if we're going to run into something extremely powerful down here. Well, if that bartender's down there, maybe he's got a drink for us. <laughs> I don't think I would accept any food or beverage from someone in this creepy ass place. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. That's a that's a recipe for becoming a vampire. <laughs> well, on that note, as you guys finish your short rest, you have this conversation about um, what's going on down here. We are going to stop there for tonight. The gate is open to lead you into the tunnels beneath the city of Alamar. Go check out our Discord and chat with us. Share some of your theories about what's coming up, uh, some of your fears, some of your fan art, all that fun stuff. Also, don't forget Patreon. Um, we, uh, you forgot fantasies and fetishes. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> theories, fan out, fan art, fantasies and fetishes. There's a new channel on the Discord specifically for that. <laughs> yeah, you have to be 18 plus to go to that one. Um, anyway, um, check out our Patreon. Uh, that helps support us as well. And you know, our shop, you can get your own Kagery Stein. You can get a t-shirt, all that fun stuff. And until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. <laughs>